All right, I got it. You ready? Yo, Krubies, welcome back to another In the News. I am Josh. I'm Erica. I'm Erica. And I did the whole... If you're on YouTube, you can see it, but... You did. Did you do do that because you didn't know what else to do with your hands? You were like, what do I do with my hands? No, I think it's like... Fun. Oh, you're just like, I'm like here. Ow. Did you see right. my microphone go Hit crazy? your microphone. <laughs> I'm lucky that could have chipped a tooth. You could have. Yes, and it then could've. all bets are off. Then we don't know. Did, did you have a good first? Would you do anything crazy for New Year's Eve? What'd you get into? Uh, No, I just stayed home. But my whole month is full of activities. So I was thankful for two weekends of holiday bliss Ooh. because my whole month Almost every weekend, something's going on. Yeah. It's exciting. Well, it's exciting stuff. I mean, it's pretty I got, crazy. It's crazy. It's exciting. Did you talk about your party you hosted yet? Have you talked about that on here? Did I? I don't remember if you did or not. I know we talked about it, but I don't remember if you I know, let the Krubies know. Right. Well, I'll talk about it again. Yes, I, I hosted my first ever any party, but it was a Christmas party at my house, and mm-hmm. it was a tremendous success. People left after 1 a.m., which wow. was fantastic. From hope, 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. That's a long part. I hope they were responsible. They were responsible. I made sure everybody was leaving. Uh, mm. I, I had water. I literally had a cooler full of water. I'm like, people, drink water. Ah. I made coffee, sober up, there food everywhere. But uh, I had never had jello shots in my life. I had jello shots, tequila shots, wine. <sighs> we played Oof. games took pictures, all girls. It was, it was a blast, dude. Like I, so I never understood the point of having parties. Like it just seemed really exhausting and exhausting, but it it was worth it. I understand why people do it because it's really fun, especially when people had fun and then talked about it on Monday. So this was like a work parties or work friends that you invited over? Yeah. Nice. So were you like the talk of the shop? I was the talk of the shop. And we were, I think, 13 of us in total. Wow, that's, that's a, a good lot. turnout that's for a, that's first a very good, time. It's a very good turn. So did yeah. you make the jello shots or were they brought by someone else? Somebody else brought it. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, it was semi, like, it, semi. It was a potluck, right? Everybody brought something to the table, literally. And then, I mean, there was alcohol everywhere. I was like, oh, my God. What, <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like, I mean, you could sleep over if you want. Because uh, yeah. who's consuming all of this? Uh-huh. But, uh they loved it so much that we're planning another. That's one of the weekends coming up this month that we're going to plan another party. Excellent. Just for the hell of it. I was like, damn, you guys really had a good time. And I mean, so did I. So it was just, it was great to be adulting, offer yes. the house and people coming over and being excited. The The best part was the talking about it on on monday and the whole week like it's it was the whole week of like <laughs> oh did you remember this you don't remember doing that oh my god it was it was great so you had a blast awesome. you're hooked on the party i'm hooked on the party so i'm ready to do this next one <laughs> i've got brunches i've got a shower coming up i've got a trip coming up again oh like it's goodness. just it's exciting exciting times it is it is so did you sit down at the beginning of the year and like fill out your calendar of things that you're doing all year or was it already done 
like pre-planned events yeah like everything you already have scheduled like i sat down uh today actually and like filled up the council we got like charlotte's basketball mm. so i'm coaching her basketball team so we got basketball practices basketball games ah. we've got the guys trip that i do uh coming up and it'll be the first weekend of march because it had to get moved because basketball this is how this whole thing yeah. started by the way uh, we got the work trip. We got the <laughs> Tennessee trip. We got the condo trips. We got uh, the camping trip. Like this, the whole year, I'm like looking. I'm like oh. my entire year is now full. I don't have that much. Adv- the only thing I have that advance is obviously the wedding in October. Mm. I know I have that like in my brain. I need to put it in a calendar. There's a potential big trip in oct- end of October with one of my friends. Uh, we're trying to go to Japan. That's Ooh. the next big trip. Um, but for January, I already put everything in my calendar. I have um, a small trip, just a weekend trip in February. And for now, nothing else. But that's okay. That's I know stuff comes up, you know, as a surprise. And I'm fine with that. That's I kind of like it like that. Sometimes. I, got, I got no room for surprises. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I you don't. don't. I don't. It's crazy. It's uh, We've got a lot going on already. Already. Damn. Yeah, the whole year is like pretty much booked out. It's crazy. Planned out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what are you going to do? I like it that way. I wouldn't know what to do with, with free time. I get it. I do. I do plan on. I met my uh, reading goal from last year. Okay. I read 24 books. Nice. My goal was 20. I mean, it is a com. It, audio is also involved, but I actually read more than I did audio because I do drive a lot. Not as much as you, but I do have a semi commute every day. Yeah. So I'm glad the audio books do count in this challenge. But um, so I'm proud of that. So I upped it for this year. Hopefully I can do it again. Did you and, win the uh, challenge? Oh God, no. I think it was Brooke. Oh, did pretty you... sure Brooke won. Did he cheat again and use comic books? No, 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 no. This, he read so many books and a lot of them were like these big ass books. I read, that's the thing though. I did read a lot, but uh, some of them were very short. Mm. There were novellas. Yeah. Is that what you call them? Novella, whatever. Sure. But, um, that's fine. It's still reading. It's fine. I got That's it in true. somewhere. That's true. Tawny destroyed us the year I did it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah. And she kept all of her books off the list until like November. And she logged like 30 mm. bucks. It was like, you got to be joking. You're like, what? No, Brooke, Brooke killed it this year from what I see. I mean, I don't think Tawny really filled out that many this year. I think Felicia stopped filling it out. Mm. You forget it. And, uh, I know Brooke, Brooke for sure kept up with it. Mark, I did, but Brooke won by a landslide, landslide I huh? I think Mark was second, though. Well, I I, I've uh, threatened, I vowed to take the year off last year from reading because I was like, I got to watch all these movies. I don't have time for it. Yeah. I, I did read a couple books. I think I read that fairy new tale, Ste- right? Fairy tale, that new Stephen King book, fairy tale. I read um, House on Need- Needless Street. House on Needless Street. That might have been it, dude. Um, I know I listened to a few <laughs> audiobooks. Um, yeah. I am looking back at my Stephen King collection to see if there's anything else. Um, I don't remember you mentioning anything else, but I think that was it. But I'm a, I started the Holly book. This Stephen King Holly book is terrible. Um, for all of you out there that love the Mr. Mercedes series, if you are going to read Holly, be prepared. 
to be inundated with Trump references, uh, mask yeah. references, the vaccine references, um, misinformation reference. It's just like riddled throughout this book. I think I am th- over 300 pages in. I think it's like 460 pages. So I'm just going to like try to just just finish it through and finish it i i'm also reading um i think it's called everything is fucked oh okay by mark madsen it was a it's a business it's a like a a person at work uh i'm sorry it's the subtle art of not giving a fuck oh i've heard of that yes very very good book by the way i highly suggest i have 36 minutes of it left i'm listening to it on audible um okay cannot suggest it enough it really puts things into perspective about how we just overthink things and put way too mm. much emphasis on things that don't matter, i.e. social media, um, mm. which I told Abby, I was like, dude, I think I'm going to delete all social media from my phone. She was like, no, you're not. I was like, I think I am. She was like, how are you going to communicate with people for the podcast? I was like, I can yeah. download the meta business app, which funnels mm. Instagram and Facebook into one app. And all you have to see are the messages. So people message me. Yeah. Through Instagram or Facebook, it will come automatically to the Meta business app. And then I won't have to go into Instagram. So what happens is I go into Instagram and look to text me or message me or whatever, or check the group thread. And then I'm yeah. scrolling. Dude. I'm just fucking scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Mindless. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And after I listened to that Joe Rogan episode with the two guys, one of which created the scrolling uh, technology that Instagram and mm. Facebook and Twitter use, um, I have no oh. desire to do it. Interesting. I I can't tell. I mean, you know, because you you're you fall into it too. Just how many times I sit there and just scroll, and I do it at home, at work, anywhere. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I literally just opened this two minutes ago. Why am I back on this app? Yep. And it it has to do. With, I mean, they've done so many discussions on this. It's like a, a dopamine kick, right? You get a notification. You think it's something exciting. And then it's just, oh, somebody posted something. Oh, yeah. whatever. Okay. It's not mm-hmm. something that they commented on. It's it's too much. It's a yeah. lot. It's definitely a, a brain eater in it a is. bad it's, way. It's a time waster in all honesty. So I'm yeah. like, I think I'm getting rid of that. But uh, yeah, anyway, back to like the books. Uh, are there any books that you're planning on reading this year that you I already mean, have lined up? I have so many on my, what is it, Goodreads list. Right now I'm reading The Housemaid's Secret. I think I think that's what it's called. It's a part two to The Housemaid, which I read last year and it was fantastic. It's like a mystery thriller. Ooh. So I'm a, I started the year with that. I do want to diversify this year instead of just all horror. I want to read some other stuff, whether it's like romance or something a little bit more lighthearted. Not always uh, killing and doom and gloom. Um, I know one of my big goals is the Dark Tower series, but I don't know. I I have to be ready to commit to something like that. It's a lot. And the first book is not great. So if you can get to the first book, I am on book four, The Wizard in the Glass. Uh, Okay. So I've read the first three. The second one is The Drawing of the Three, I think. The three, yeah. And then The Wastelands is four, uh, three. Three, I think, yeah. 
Yeah, those are good. It's a lot. If you get through, if it's you get lot. through the Gunslinger, it, the series is really good. I just haven't went back to it yet. I needed to sit down and finish them, but there's so many other things I want to read. Like Abby got me a Stir of Echoes, the book that the movie is based oh, off good. of. It's good. So I, she got me that for Christmas. Um, yeah. She also got me a, um, where is it? It's over there somewhere. It's uh, John Grisham. I really like John Grisham books. Um, okay. She got me a new one. And then she also got me another book. But I also want to read the freaking Harry Potter books again this year. Because like I, we finally finished Harry Potter over the uh, break. Like I had seen all of them multiple times, but Abby had never yeah. seen... All of them. So she and I watched Deathly Hallows part one by ourselves because Lucy did not want to watch it. Um, yeah. And then we all watched Deathly Hallows part two together so that they could see, which Charlotte had already watched all of them as well. But um, yeah, so we were all in the in the back living room back here crying uh, uh, the day after every Christmas. Time. Every oh, time. So sad. I ugly cry every time. <laughs> which part gets you? We'll see if it's the same. In Deathly Hallows? Uh, part two specifically. In part two, well, I mean, if if nobody's watched this, I mean, sorry, but for sure, there's multiple scenes that get me. Do- Dobby gets me every time. Mm, Although yeah. that, that, technically, that's part of the end of part one into part two. Yes. So it's kind of like in there, but he definitely gets me every time, especially when he's like, what whatever he tells Harry as he's dying, like, oh. Or my friend or whatever. Oh, um yes. What a beautiful place to be with friends. Yeah. Thank you. You just saw it, so I don't remember the line. Oh, every time. Just every time. It's so sad. And uh honestly, the whole part where Harry faces off with with Voldemort, I don't know. Like maybe it's cheesy to some people, the final showdown, but I find it so emotional to get to that scene. Like you go through this whole journey with him for all these years and they're finally fighting and sometimes you root for the bad guy this is the one franchise i am never rooting for the bad guy Mm. like ever they make it pretty impossible to root for voldemort they do and i mean he is cool though like the the villains in the harry potter series are cool but i just never it's not like in star wars where i sometimes root for the bad guy Mm. in that franchise but in this i just it's so emotional and when he wins and like the whole thing with Neville, it's all of it. That whole situation is emotional to me. And then the end, forget it. Like when they're adults, <laughs> seemingly adults, however, they made them up to look like adults, yeah. but it's because it ends your childhood because it literally finished when I was in my early twenties, yeah. early mid twenties. I think we were at that age. And I realized like, this is it. My childhood just ended with, this movie and it was so satisfying to grow up waiting for those books waiting for the movies and they were all great honestly it's kind of like with you and scream i love all the movies none mm-hmm. of them are really bad i i would love to do a ranking on this oh me too we should we do that about it we should do we that we really should i am so down and uh i don't know it's just every time and it's the little music that plays and Harry's like, you're named after the greatest. Wi-. I'm like, oh, oh, yes, <laughs> that this is too much. It's too much. <laughs> that is the r- a rough part at the end when you find out he named his son. And look at, I am my favorite character is Snape. He's yeah. And I have to, like caught again. We started with the first one back 
in probably the spring has taken us this long to get through all oh, of them because wow. we that's yeah, how little we time we have as a family to watch movies together. Like so, we and yeah. they're very long. So sometimes one movie would take us two days to get through because we'd have to stop oh. and because the kids right. Um, yeah. So I'm consistently defending Snape through the entire series. And yes. we get to the end scene where it's Voldemort and Snape and he's um Snape's lying, right? He's telling him that um the wand was never uh that Dumbledore, he killed Dumbledore, so the wand, you know, he's like cause Voldemort's worried that the wand isn't gonna work when he right. fights Harry. And he never tells Voldemort that Malfoy is the one that disarmed Dumbledore, not him. So he seemingly dies protecting that, right? But I remember like when Nagini is attacking Snape, and you don't see it, you hear it, because you see it from Harry's right. perspective, right? Yeah. Abby turns to me and she's like, You're joking. And I was like, Nope. And she was like, Nope. There's no way they're gonna kill him. I was like, Keep yep. watching. So then he gives him the yeah. tear, he's like, take it, and then you go and yeah. you actually see that whole thing and they explain like how he's actually been protecting Harry this entire time and how he loved Harry because he loved Harry's mom, and then you find out that his patronus is the doe, just like Harry's mom's yep. and it's like ah. Yeah. Like what I forgot a, about Yeah. That's it's the one so that good. gets me every single time. It's so it, and even when you first read it. Even reading it back when it was just the book and not the movie, it made you emotional too because you realize everything. And kind of like what the movie does, you literally replay everything from Sorcerer's Stone till now that he's protecting Harry. And you're like, oh my God. Like it is, makes sense, right? It makes sense. And it 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 is sad how they kill him. And I do like that they don't show it. I feel like that was uh, honorable, not showing it full on right because it's i think i think the vast majority of people like snape i think more people like him than dislike him i feel like anybody i've spoken to that like harry potter or harry potter fans they always seem to like snape it's not somebody they really hate not i think it's because of that when once you've seen the movies all the way through yeah and you know the story but i feel like he is he's depicted as a villain throughout the entirety of both the books the and the movie and the books, like once you read the books and you, there's that one chapter, which I think it's called the half blood prince. It's in the deathly hollows so. and it's the entire, like the entire, it's my favorite chapter in all the books. It's the chapter where they, cause they go all the way back to when yeah. he was a kid and they explain his childhood, how he was like abused at home. And then he fell in love with Harry's mom because that was the only person that he could communicate with. And then they, they go through the entirety of it. Yeah. With but, Lily. <laughs> with Lily, yeah, and how he like loved her, and the, the scene in the um in the subway station when Harry's like, he's like Snape's Patronus was a doe, like my mom's. That's that's curious, isn't it? And he's like, well, when you think about it, it's not curious at all. And that's the last right. thing that Dumbledore says. Yeah, the whole thing is just like it's oh, the whole my. thing. It's I don't know the the whole Deathly Hollows movie is just an emotional roller coaster for all the characters and just, you know, those particular scenes. It's, I was so glad that I got to go watch that in theater IMAX. So I got to see it like this, you know, big finale, big screen, Mm -hmm. the whole franchise to me just means a lot. 
to, to me. Like uh, Star Wars is for my parents' generation. Let's say it is for now as well. But this one, because we really got to experience it. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. I hope that our kids will eventually when I have a kid that they can grow up with something like that because it's it's so cool like to experience that mania and then get so emotional over right. a book and a movie at the end and still because I I can rewatch that movie over and over and still get emotional every single time doesn't matter yeah. and yeah. I've watched them a lot too just like you <laughs> it just happened it just happened again for like the yeah. however many of time but yeah so now I'm like I watch right. these and I want to read the books again now so I'm like when am I going to find time to do that but I actually think I have most of them on yeah. audible already so I could guess I could listen to them but who's reading it on audible uh let me look is it Jim Dale I think it is it's fantastic is it better than reading it yourself? Uh, honestly, kind of, because he he really does a good job of making a voice for all the characters and bringing wanna... them to life in Sorry. a new way. But the same, because it's you've read the books already, you know what's going to happen, but he does a really, really good job. I listened to the whole thing with him narrating it. Uh, it's awesome yes jim dale is a narrator yeah he i think he did fantastic so i i was gonna suggest it to you like maybe do the audio instead of rereading mm-hmm. it reread it later but i might I definitely recommend the the audible version it's amazing or to anybody if anybody out there is a harry potter fan definitely are there six books or seven there's six right one two seven. three four five there's eight movies oh fuck there is seven. One, two. Three, mm-hmm. four, five, six, seven. Yeah. The first one's easy. I think I can read the first one in a day. Maybe the first two. Yeah. The first two, but the rest are... They're huge, dude. They're huge, dude. Yeah. The I fourth think and the Fire fifth, is the biggest. The fourth and the yeah. fifth I did read. I did uh, do Audible because I was traveling when I was doing those. Um, but the other ones I read the books but nonetheless yeah. i would like to read them again hopefully i'll get to do that this year but um hard telling because i've got already like a stack of books i want to read so that's the you. thing about books like i've told lucy this because she was like always goes down to the library and wants to rent check out all the books right and i'm like i every time i go to a bookstore i want to leave with like five books but it's like yeah it's not like going and buying five movies because you can watch those in the course of like a couple weeks right like five books like that's a vast on that's like months of your of your time right exactly and i don't know about you but i'm a very slow reader and since i make the mistake of reading before bed Mm. most of the time i can only get very little in yeah so it takes me exponentially longer to read stuff but yes i can't help it i love even though i love my kindle i really do i love going into a bookstore especially a used bookstore i'm very big into used bookstores Mm because i like the the smell and I don't know. I'm very strange with books. Like I don't like to bend them <laughs> or get them all like a soft cover. Yeah. So if it's used, it's already bent and all that. But anyway, there's nothing like going into a bookstore and I'm very visual. So cover, I love covers. Mm-hmm. I like looking at the art and being attracted to a book because of that. And sometimes I just buy it based off of that, which is probably not smart, but like that's part of the fun is right. looking at, and holding it flipping and you're like oh i can't wait to read this let me just add it to my huge pile <laughs> dude i do the same but exact thing it's fun it's, it is it's how when you used to go to blockbuster right i would yes. do the same thing but with movies oh this 
uh, movie cover looks cool. Let's rent this today. But easier to consume than a book. <laughs> much. And then the worst thing is whenever like the, the, the rut I'm in now is I'm reading, and this is two back-to-back -back Stephen King books that I have not enjoyed. He's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Well, I shouldn't say that. I think that's, that would be a fun ranking to do is our favorite authors. Oof. I, that one, would two, be. Three, four. I could do mine right now. Um, see, those are the lists I, I like to do, Erica, not these winter ones where it takes me <laughs> 16 weeks to come up with it. I want to be able to just rattle it off right after I come up with the idea. But um, So funny. Anyway, so uh, I guess let's get, this, let's get this out of the way right now. Um, Christopher Landon, I think that's his name, it was the person that was supposed to direct this new Scream movie. He mm. has backed out said uh it was a dream that became a nightmare we've got yeah. which i am glad i didn't i was thinking man i need to get on and do like a scream update video talk about how i feel about it because like my feelings throughout this entire scream seven fiasco have changed drastically like at first yeah i was mad i was like this is stupid like they uh, fired melissa barrera and they because they fired her that caused jenna ortega to quit and they're just like burning down like they're 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 gonna end up tarnishing the scream legacy and then come to find out i still don't agree with them firing melissa barrera i think it was completely uh off base and extremely early and i think it was stupid to do however then come to find out jenna ortega was never even signed on to do Scream 7 and mm. wasn't even coming back to do it. If anything, she would have a small cameo in it if she was even doing that. But from the way it sounds, she had no intentions of ever coming back to do Scream 7 this quickly because of all of her other projects that were going on. So I feel mm. like Spyglass used this whole Melissa Barrera thing to like kill Scream 7, in my opinion. Yeah. And then you have all these other updates that, oh, Nev Campbell's coming back and they're going to do a spinoff of what Nev and McDreamy are up to, which was the uh, Patrick Dempsey from uh, Scream 3, because that's who she's married to uh, in yeah. the movies. And they have kids. But like, oh, so now they're going to do this. But then like they've never even talked to Nev Campbell, supposedly. And then they just did this Scream um, panel at the... Las Vegas or one of the comic cons. I don't know. There was Matthew Lillard was there. Um, Ski Ulrich was there. Mm. Um, Mulroney, Dil, Dil, Dermot Mulroney. I always get him and Dylan McDermott screwed up, but he was there. Um, believe it or not, uh, Nev was there and um, Rose McGowan was there mm. who played Tatum in the first one, but like she never does anything yeah. with Scream anymore. But yeah, anyway, um, Hmm. Just based on the conversations that happened during that whole, which is it's only thirty minutes. I don't, all you scream nerds should go watch. It's definitely worth watching. Matthew Lillard and Ski Ulrich do ninety nine percent of the talking because they're like the face of the franchise. Um, yeah. Nev is really weird throughout the whole thing. I don't know if maybe she's just not overly uh, enthusiastic about e it. Just extroverted. I think she might be like very introverted, which you wouldn't hmm. expect. But like I think maybe a lot of actors are that way. But you just like from her character in the movies, you wouldn't expect her to be that way. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I don't know what is going on with this, but all these freaking up. The, the long story short, I'm glad I didn't get on there and spew a bunch of bullshit when all this happened because right now I'd be sitting here like, man, that was a stupid take, or I don't really feel that way anymore. But long story short, 
I had said I would be disappointed with Nev Campbell if after this whole Melissa Barrera thing happened, if they were like, okay, we're going to open the checkbook to you now because they did, wouldn't do it on the last one, which is why she didn't come back. And then she made the movie. Well, I was thinking about it yesterday, and I'm like, mm-hmm. would I really be mad at her for that? I mean, she... Yeah, I would like it if she stuck up for Melissa Barrera. Jen Ortega is completely out of the picture now. She, she left on her own free will. It had nothing to do with anything else that happened or she was forced out. Yeah. But, like, they still made Scream 6 after Scream kind of screwed Nev over and didn't give her the money she wanted, which I think, we don't, we don't know the figure, so maybe she was asking for an ungodly amount of money for the small amount of screen time she was going to have. But yeah. I'm like, would I really be mad if Nev came back and did another Scream movie and got paid a lot of money. How could I be mad at her for that? And would they, they haven't spoken about Courtney Cox coming back. Oh, I'm sure Courtney, I, I'm certain she's coming back regardless. Um, okay. I, I think, I mean, she was supposed to have her send off, I think in scream six and they didn't kill okay. her, but I tell you, you one thing, have to. <laughs> I bet right now they're really kicking themselves in the ass for killing Dewey. Uh, yeah. Cause I was about to say, well, they can bring, De- nope. Nope, now they can't. And they can't, they cannot make some kind of miracle where he's alive. Like, there's just no way to make that happen. With Nev Campbell, I mean, I think that would be their only move at this point. Unless they unfortunately wait for some time to go by and they make amends with Melissa. But I I don't even know if that's possible, you know. I don't know. That would be the only that's another alternative is that some time goes by and they make some kind of amends. And then it also opens up Jenna Ortega's uh, schedule if they wait and then maybe the band can get back together. But that's uh, a more fantastical thinking. Maybe. I think they would be very hard pressed to get Melissa Barrera back. That's what I'm saying. Like it would have... And I think time would have to go by and it depends. I don't know. They probably wouldn't do something. I think Nev Campbell would be the next best thing because you have to bring something familiar. Right. So I don't think I think we talked about we can, you can't recast those two characters. Right. Right. I don't think you can. The no, Carpenter no sisters, you, you can't. I feel like they would have to move on from them. I don't see Jen Ortega coming back, honestly. They'd have to pay her probably a lot of money because Beetlejuice is getting ready to come out. Um, Wednesday. Wednesday season two, which is the reason she couldn't come back for Scream 7. And the other right. thing is they completely rushed this movie. Like, they could have waited. There's no reason they had to. Like, Scream is, look how long we went without a Scream movie. And then Scream 5 came right. out, and it was arguably the biggest movie of the year and from a horror standpoint. But, like... Right. There's really no no reason they had to do that other than trying to make money. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't look for that Carpenter sister storyline to be um, to be uh, added onto. I think that that's probably done. If anything, they'll either go with Nev or they'll do some sort of reboot somewhere else. Maybe in the in the timeline, I don't really know. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking too, like how could they bring like Dewey back? And the only thing I can think of is if they mm-hmm. did a movie that took place between Scream Four and Scream Five. Mm. That. But then you're going back, which they've never done. 
Yeah, but that'd really be the only way because we don't really see how why Courtney Cox goes to New York and leaves them or how their whole relationship falls apart. True. They just talk about it. So, I mean, yeah. there is definitely room there. Now, I don't see how you work Nev Campbell into that whole thing, but maybe you wouldn't have to if they just did right. a Dewey and Courtney Cox movie, but I don't really want to see that either. So, I'm about to say, I don't think they are enough to carry carry that. Probably not. They, I mean, they carried the majority of Scream 3, but that was a long time ago, and that movie was a completely different style of movie, and they would have to the make time. they would have to make the new one in the same like filter and the same style as five and six were. Yeah. And I don't I don't I don't see how they do it. If it if it were me and I had my way with it, I would just I would shelve it and just wait. Reboot it. Yeah. Just shelve it and wait and see what happens. Maybe later you're in a position where I don't know, maybe Spyglass sells the rights or something or loses the rights to the Scream movies and somebody else picks it up and they can get everybody back together. But uh, for now, for me, I would like to see them just move on and it's let Scream sit and settle and let all the dust settle and see what happens, uh, I don't know, three to five years. I agree, because then you don't want to rush into something and then it turns into all these franchises that they make all these movies and then we go back to... Oh, great. Now they're starting to make shitty installments versus right. quality movies. So I agree. Shelve it for now. That is another possibility. I didn't think about that. They could lose the rights. And then if it's a different company, they can rehire Melissa. And again, if availability is different at that time and they offer Jenna Ortega some money, then they can bring that back. But I think for the sake of the franchise, they should leave it alone for now. And at least you have six great installments. And like you said, there was time gaps in between them. Um, I'd rather wait for something quality. Well, we can agree on that because I don't see where they go positively from here. Again, if they get Nev to come back and they do that, okay, I'll, I'll, I will happily go to the theater and watch another screen movie, but I don't feel like I need it. Like, yeah. I felt like after Scream 5, I needed another Scream movie. And then after Scream 6, and knowing Jen Ortega's schedule, I was like, okay, I'm okay with with this just sitting for, for a while. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, you weren't kidding, dude. Bloody Disgusting has a ton of best of from 2023. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was fun to... I saw some of them last week, and uh, they were they were fun to look over. And... I have to say, uh, you're you're you were on point with that. The movies this year were better than I was giving credit for. You know, I was saying, or a lot of people were saying that 2022 was a great year in horror, and this yes. year was not. Um, and now looking, I saw a list. I don't know when. At some point this week of. And there is one here as well of movies of horror movies coming out in 2024. And there's nothing that's grabbing my attention except for Nosferatu. Maxine isn't even dated yet. So I don't we don't know if that's really coming out. Oh, no. I mean, I haven't seen a date, so I I don't know. Otherwise, like there's really nothing that attracts my attention this year so far. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty three was a really good year for horror. It'd be interesting to see everybody's take on the Stabby's episode. If, uh, yeah, again, I am of the mindset that it it did beat twenty twenty two 
in terms of the movies. But again, I, I was kind of predicting that. And I, I threw it out there and then I had to kind of stick to my guns because it's kind of person I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I can't be wrong. That would be terrible. But uh, are there any of these lists that stick out? The one that's sticking out to me right now is the best of 2023, the year's 10 most unforgettable moments in horror. Yeah, that one sounds fun. All right, let's tackle that. Let's tackle. <laughs> I still think doing a, uh, that'll be, we have to do a lot of prep work for that, but doing a side-by-side 2022, 2023 horror movies and seeing which ones came up on top. I would be into it. I think the best way to do it, because we've been kicking this around, I think yeah, the have. best way to do it would be to take the top 10 movies, Yeah. rated movies from... 2022 and 2023 and then get the average and see which year's average of the top 10 movies. Yeah. is higher. See who wins. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the best. Cause there's a lot. <laughs> I think I actually watched more this year than last year. Did you or I really? definitely went to the movies more. Yeah. So what is this top 10 horror moments? I guess. Of 2023. All right, let's do it here. I got it open here. So the first one, right out of the gate. Megan, a viral killer doll. Now, you did not like this movie, correct? I I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Uh, She is creepy. It's not something I would go watch again. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really well done. But, you know, I know people, like, were really into it. I just wasn't. But it was a decent movie, and I got to watch it on Peacock for free. So... Even, better. Even uh, better. But anything with AI freaks me out. That seems, you know, this whole tech horror, I know I've mentioned that, I don't know when, a bunch of times, is uh, is always freaky. So, and she is definitely scary. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely creepy. I enjoyed this, I think, more than most of the people in our, uh, in our group. But I think this movie, to me, was really geared toward, like, a young yeah. audience, right? Like, Teens to Teens. probably early 20s. I have to agree. I agree with you there. And oh, gosh. It's appropriate. Like, that's this is definitely one of those movies. If I was in high school, I'd be like, all right, guys, let's go watch this. Right. 100%. Friday, Saturday night. Yeah. 100%. For sure. For sure. Uh, the next one I think is hot garbage. Oh, Lord. Skinamarink. What's the <laughs> Outwaters? Was it called that somewhere else? Oh, God. No, the Outwaters is a. um. It, it's funny that they put it in the same category as Skinamarink because it's a found footage. It's an artsy found footage horror movie that I was so upset that I rented because it was awful. Okay. And um, I did not enjoy that movie. I did not hate Skinamarink, but I can definitely see why people would hate it. Uh, it should have been a 30 minute short, if anything. I don't think it needed an hour. I think it's an hour and a half, and it feels like it's three hours long, to be honest. Felt that way to me. Um, Huh? I said it felt that way to me. Right. So, and this is saying it's unforgettable. Why is it unforgettable? Let's see. It says the liminal liminal horror invasion. I guess maybe the Uh, type of horror that it is. Yeah, I guess so. But the outwaters absolutely not i would not watch that again i mean this is these two movies are definitely for a niche audience and you know i love my artsy shit but uh both of these are very out there 
it's very but they're both pretentious and like what what yeah not not so. for me i didn't see outwaters but i did do skin and marink thank god i did it at home because i probably would have left the theater um yeah but nonetheless uh the next one the pope's exorcist russell crowe on a vespa listen i couldn't i i finally watched this yeah i mean i barely watched it i walked away i came back oh you didn't, didn't like miss it, huh? anything no i didn't like it <laughs> That's a bummer. I think they're saying that him on this Vespa, though, is the unforgettable moment from the movie. I guess um, so. <laughs> I watched it when I had COVID. I didn't hate it nearly as much as everybody else. I think Felicia may have also liked it, but I think for the most part, everybody else disliked it. Yeah, it's just... Well, because it, it falls... I do agree that, I mean, he was funny. I don't think it was intentional, but he was funny because it was, to me, it was just so bad. But... Um, you know, these exorcism movies are difficult. They're difficult because yes. it's very repetitive. Um, unlike other genres that I know are repetitive, but I don't know. It's the exorcism movies are the tropes are really hard to bypass. They honestly, are, I think that um, alien type movies, I think, are the same. Yeah. It's it's yeah, I, I agree with you. They have a certain um. They have a certain formula and they stick to it. And you know what it is with exorcism movies? I think that's what makes it difficult versus a slasher or a haunting uh, tropes, right? That they, they all have tropes. But with exorcism movies, it's the effects, I think, mm. is what makes it so it, it adds. It's so cheesy, right? It's always the same. Oh, we're going to walk backwards or I'm going to spin my head or I'm going to look disturbing. But they add a lot of CGI and it's just like. Uh, it, I don't know. It kills it for me versus some of these other types of movie slashers and a ghost movie. They sometimes use or most of the time use a practical effect. Yeah. So it, it looks better, ages better. There's more opportunity to scare versus exorcism, which is just the same thing. The most unique thing they can try to do is maybe verbiage. Like what disturbing, dirty thing can you say out of a child's mouth? This That's, time they go that route. I'm sorry. I went off on this. <laughs> That's okay. It's like, I don't know. It's hard. Exorcism movies are difficult. I agree. I, but I thought that the Pope's exorcist like made it funny. I feel like the other ones, the exorcist movies are just so serious and they're so yeah. like depressing and they're very much the same movie over and over. I thought this movie, what it did different is like, it was funny. I thought Russell Crowe was hilarious in this movie. Do you think it was intentional or um, you just found it funny? You think I, at first I thought it was intentional, but then I listened to some other people's um, reviews of it and their thought, and they also found it funny. So I think maybe it was supposed to be kind of mm -hmm. like this guy is kind of goofy. Um, so okay. I, I think it was supposed to be like a different type. I, and that's the thing I think that it added that most don't is that I thought it was funny. So I found okay. it entertaining, uh, but I could see why people didn't like it. Yeah. Um, a, my bloody oh. disgusting is going crazy right now and it keeps kicking me off of that site. So you're going to have to tell me what the remainder of the, um, the list. Yes. All right. The next one is insidious. The red door, Patrick Wilson's surprise duet with ghost. What surprise <sighs> duet? Um, I think he sung the song <laughs> at the end in the credits. Didn't he like have a singing part or something? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I didn't think it was unbelievable, but um, okay. Uh, I I knew it was either. him singing, but like I didn't. That's okay. All right, I'm here for you, Patrick Wilson. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, then the next one is Meet the Feebles. I don't even know what that is. Do you? I do not. Okay, we will pass that. It's well, a Muppet looking thing. Meet the Feebles. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's let's skip. Skip it. Okay. Perfect. All right. Five Nights at Freddy's recording breaking. Wait, what? Hold on. Now my play disgusting went crazy. Did the whole screen go black and kick you off? Yeah, it brought me back, but it did go black. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's recording breaking gateway horror. What? They had to have written that wrong. It's got to be record-breaking gateway horror. I think so. Yeah. Gateway horror movie Five Nights at Freddy's defied expectations and stump box office. Uh, surprising all by its massive success. Okay. Okay. I mean, it well, did. It made a ton of did. money, so I'll give them that. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, it marks it as the top-grossing horror movie of the year. Okay, okay. You told me if we were sitting here back when we were talking about all the movies that were coming out later in the year. I know we did a deep dive on stuff that was coming out around Halloween. I think that was one of them. Yeah. There's no way I would have thought Five Nights at Freddy's would be the highest grossing horror movie of the year. Neither did I. I really, I thought it would have been uh, Saw or Scream, not mm. this. Yeah. But uh, that, it, 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 to me, it just proves the uh, video game fandom because that's where a lot of this, I think, is coming from. It does mention that here, but uh, that fan base is, is big. It's a big industry, and the fans of these things are uh, are pretty big. Uh, what? <laughs> All right, the next one is for a horror game. That's very strange. Why is this on here? <laughs> what? What is it? It's Alan Wake Two. We sing. Uh, okay. I I don't understand. Have you played have you played Alan Wake yet? I haven't played it yet. I so funny story. I went to I like to buy games used because I can save like 10 bucks. Yeah. Or more, depending. This game came out in October. It is now well, when I went to GameStop, it was the 31st, yeah. actually. And I walk in, I go, hey, because I want to use my five dollars. I have a five dollar mm. coupon. Well, naturally. Hey. Hi. Do you have Alan Wake 2 pre-owned? Yep. And the girl just looked at me and she was like, no, no one is going to turn that game in. And I'm like, well, you never know. Right. She's you never like, know. Nobody, nobody. I don't know anybody that's going to turn that in. I'm like, OK, well, thank you. Uh huh. That was it. <laughs> and I that was it. I'm like, uh, pretty sure somebody already beat this. It's been two months. They could have turned it in, not because they didn't like it. It's just. Yeah. Because they finished the game and they're just trading it in. I was just like, why are you answering me like that? Like, that makes no sense that mm. nobody would turn this in. I'm sure somebody somewhere has turned it. Does, uh, does GameStop somebody. put their inventory online? Uh, yes, they do. So I should probably check others around my area to see if they have pre-owned. Hmm. It would have just been funny should. if you had like pulled up the app and been like, oh, look, well, actually, this store has two copies of it, stupid. Oh, I should have done that. I didn't think about that. I or, could still do it and come back and be like, hey. That's true. Or if you really wanted to be a troll, you could go buy a copy of Alan Wake 2 <laughs> new, uh, go in when she's not working, 
and sell it yeah. back to them so that they do have a copy of it pre-owned and then go back in when she's working and buy your own copy back. That'd be great. And be like, see, somebody did turn it in. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. That's just, I'm a vindictive person. I'm not saying I would do that, but I would. It was so annoying. I'm like, uh, yeah, somebody could have turned it in, girlfriend. Like, yeah. relax. Yeah. Like, no calm, game is calm down, past being brought in. Like, She just doesn't break. know. She doesn't get it. She it was too much. It was over fandom. Anyway, so I guess something from this game is on this list. Okay. That's that's very strange. Uh the next one is The Last of Us. Uh oh, the episode three episode, but that has nothing to do with horror. I don't even consider The Last of Us horror. Episode three. Oh, was that the one with the two men? The two the two men yeah mm. but that's not i mean I, I guess what happened at the end is horrible but i don't know i don't consider that horror that's more of a drama to me honestly that show yeah yeah i mean i think it teeters horror but it's yeah you're in there get, i get what you're but saying but that moment is not horror to me no. but i i guess if you didn't know it was coming i think that you would i guess i think it shocked a lot of people that that's that's uh that they took a break from the entire storyline to show that episode, mm. which don't get me wrong. I appreciated the episode, but it was also like, it took a very walking dead style of storytelling there where they're just like, we're going to cut from all of our main characters and what's going on and give you this yeah. one episode about these two B roll characters that, and I guess at least with the walking dead, generally you've had episodes with these characters like that episode like you didn't even know who those guys were until like the episode the went on yeah like how they yeah. were incorporated into the whole storyline and then they just were just gone so i don't know it was it was interesting i think uh yeah i guess yeah i mean a lot of people that episode itself got a ton of coverage um so i guess i could see why they have it on their list I'll i give guess it, i'll give it to them i'm being generous this evening <laughs> the next one is <clears throat> Godzilla minus one. Mm. I didn't see this, so I haven't seen. I have not seen it either. This has also gotten uh, some good buzz. This it movie. has. I would like to watch it. I wanted to go see it in theaters. Um, it's supposed to be in Japanese with English subtitles. Okay. I couldn't find anybody that wanted to go with me. Was the problem, and my one friend that would have went with me, we just couldn't find a time to go. So um, I'm probably going to okay. be watching it when it comes out. I'm wondering if they're going to do dubs for the movie or if they will mm. just have subtitles. My guess is it'll just be in Japanese with subtitles. I think so, probably. It's supposed but to be really I good. Be. It better, I mean, even I'm kind of interested because everybody's been talking about it. Mm. It's, so. I mean, it's supposed to be really good. That's what I heard. I mean... We, you and I, we saw when it was announced, and we're like, "What is this?" Yeah, like and it came out of nowhere. Like it was crazy. I know. Yeah, it was wild. It was uh, right. The last one, I actually, I agree with this. Uh, Evil Dead Rise, the cheese grater. Ugh. Oh, I cringed when that happened. Yeah. I like. Tough. Do you use a cheese grater at home, or do you buy shredded cheese? I don't. This is a stupid question to ask somebody, but. I do. I, I both. It depends on my lazy factor. 
Mm. So I I swear by shredding our own cheese. So we very rarely buy shredded cheese. So I, we use a cheese grater constantly for tacos, for any Italian, anything, right? You're supposed to. It's, it's better. It is. It tastes better, honestly. And if you're yeah. putting like, so if I'm making pizzas, we will buy just like standard frozen uh, cheese pizzas. And then we doctor it all up ourselves and put it all the top. It's like, and we always add extra cheese. Like it even tastes better on pizza when you melt it. But that's not at all the purpose of this conversation. Um, when I'm using the cheese grater, yeah. I'm always worried that it's going to get my knuckles. Aren't you? Like you're like, ah. Yep. Yes. So yes. yeah, I'm, I'm with you. That's like a real life fear that they brought into that movie. Oh, it's so good. You know what's great when horror takes ordinary objects and makes them really scary, like a yes. rocking chair. Rocking chairs are now scary That's to true. me. That's true. Uh, shower curtains, mirrors, cheese graters. I mean, it's it's insane because it it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's at your everyday things you use. And I actually have a rocking chair right over there. You can't see it, but a uh, little Sam sitting in it. Ugh, he's, just, he's just hanging out over there. Starts moving on its own. Own hell no. Uh, hasn't done that yet, but there might be a spider over there too. I'm checking him out. Oh, fun. And the cat will probably eat it. Or it's, it's probably already dead, honestly. They come down here to die for some reason. That works. But nonetheless. We don't need them. We don't need them. We kind of do, though, but I mean, you know, not in my office. They need to be outside. It's cold. It's too cold Correct. for them out there right now. That's probably why they're like, ooh, it's warm in there. Let's go. Probably, dude. They're like, come on, man. Let me live down here. And then the cat. Did I tell you I found a dead bird down here? Ooh, yeah, church. So the, uh, yeah, I had, had to have been, but the girls got new gymnastics stuff. So they got new gymnastics mats. They got a balance beam and a uh, bar to flip and do stuff on. So I one night after they went to bed, I stayed up late and I cleaned out the basement over on the other side of the office over there and set up all their stuff for them. And there were these feathers on the floor. I'm like, what are these mm. feathers from? So I'm like moving stuff around and like dusting because Charlotte's asthma and all that. So I'm sweeping. And then like, dude, I moved this box. And there's a freaking bird laying on the ground dead. I'm like, what the frick? But so my only guess is that <laughs> church brought it in and I, I'm assuming it was already dead. And she's like brought it down here and left it. I don't know why she would do that, but. Who knows? The mysteries of a cat. I'm telling Maybe you. Maybe she dude. was saving it for a snack and for God. <laughs> Maybe like I don't I don't know what she was up to, but it was gross. <laughs> I I I'm just glad one of the girls didn't find it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, no, that would ew. Mm -mm. Uh, and that was it. That was the top ten horror moments. That seemed a little anticlimactic, mm. to be honest. Uh, but oh well. Yeah, I kind of agree. There wasn't uh, yeah. anything we didn't already know. What about um? What other ones we got on here we can look at? How about 2023, the 15 best horror film performances of the year? Okay. Do you see that one? Going. I see it. I'm in. I'm in. No, I'm here. it's letting me see it now, but if this uh, thing dies on me here, and I'm, oh man, I don't, right out of the gate, I don't know this, but Judah Lewis? I don't know what this is. I keep hearing flash. about this movie, though. Uh, I've never even heard of it. Demonic Curse director Joe Lynch. Why do I know that name? Joe Lynch. Uh, I know it. I know I it. I know that name too. Let's see who it is. Let's see who Joey Let's Lynch is. Let's see who it is. I'd help if yeah. I could type Joe Lynch. Somebody out there right now is screaming like, you know who it is. I know, right? He's an actor from Kill... 
Killarama? What is that? Chillarama? No way. Is this him? Oh, he did Mayhem? No, he's an actor. This can't be him. Director, 17 movies. Let's see what old Joe Lynch is up to. Mm. Uh, Let's see. Suitable Flesh, that was the movie, correct? Yeah, that is the movie. Okay, uh, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion, never heard of his TV show. Creep Show, never saw his episodes. Point Blank. No idea. Uh, My Dead X. Oh, he was the director of Mayhem. I saw Mayhem. Oh, it's got, I did um, like Mayhem. Okay. Uh, Hatchet 2. Oh, Frozen. <laughs> no way. Oh. oh, wait, no. He's a... Never mind, he's an actor. Wait. Oh, wait, so I don't know. Is this his... Oh, this is him as acting, not... Are you on IMDb? Yeah. Yeah, if you I click the... I forget that it yeah, groups it like that. super annoying. Let me if put you, director. Yeah. Let me see. Mayhem, okay. He did a music video for Faith No More. For 311. Uh, wrong Turn 2, turn Dead two. End. Yeah. That's it. Well, uh, I mean, he sounded much more familiar than this. <laughs> yeah, I got excited. I was like, oh, Joe Lynch. Anyway. I know. Like, yeah, I know him. Okay. You don't know him? <laughs> we don't know the movie and we don't know the man, so we're going to switch. Okay, you got Dwayne Perkins in The Blackening. Did you watch that? I have not. I actually do want to see this. It's really good. Look, I'm glitching real bad. Ooh, look at you. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Was it bad? It's just like this weird slow-mo on my end. Yeah, so <laughs> I like this movie a lot. I watched it on a plane ride to yeah. somewhere, Florida maybe. I, I think it might have been actually, yeah. Uh, he was, yeah, you he did was, say you liked it. He was really funny. It's, it's The movie's worth watching. Uh, okay, Joe okay. Byrne and Talk to Me agreed. This, I yeah. thought most of the acting in this movie was really good. Yes, I agree. As much as I didn't really love this movie, the, the performances were... Excellent. Let's and talk see. to me. Hadley Robinson in Appendage. I did not see Appendage, did you? Nope. Didn't I didn't either. Okay. Or the next one. Judy Reyes in Birth or Rebirth. Never saw it. Nope. Cassandra Now didn't influence I did not watch Influencer. I did. I didn't think the acting was anything out of this world in that one. Um and my bloody disgusting just kicked me off the side again. All right, the number nine is somebody I've... I don't know this either. It's Paula Lutzinger El Conde. I don't, I don't know. What's the movie? Uh, El Conde. It's uh, Spanish. Nope. I've never even heard of this. Um, Let's see. Dave Bautista is number eight at Knock at the Cabin. Okay, I'll take it. Davey Boy I'll coming in. I think he did good. I have to agree with that. I agree. I think uh, he's getting better. Every movie, he's better and better at yeah. acting. Yeah. And I like that he's not. It's like he's different in each role. Like in in Guardians, he's funny and goofy. In this, I've never seen him so serious. So yeah, he, was, he has some diversity going on. Like you almost felt bad for him in this movie. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, number seven is Lily Sullivan from Evil Dead Rise. That's the sister. I think, Sister? Yeah. Perfect. I think that's a good one. She did excellent. I never heard of her before. Maybe she'll be my nominee for stand or uh, up and comer. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, that was a hard category for me. So that's a good choice as well. She did do good. 
Uh, number six, Caitlin Dever. Dever. Mm. No one will save you. I think I nominated her. Actually, I think you did. I think she was my runner-up. I thought she did excellent. The problem was I hated the movie. I know. I I enjoyed this movie a lot, and uh, I di- I think she did a really good job. I mean, spoiler alert: she it it's all physical work, so it's hard to do. Yes. Number five, Tobin Bell for Saw. 10. I can't I can't disagree. I think he was fantastic. First movie where we actually get him on the screen the entire time and he killed it. Um even though yep. he did not look younger no. than he did in the other movies and it was supposed to be a prequel, but if you right. don't have Tobin Bell in that role, that movie doesn't do as good as it did and it wouldn't have been as good as it was. <laughs> Agree. 100%. Uh number 4, we have uh Amy Donald slash Jenna Davis for Megan. I assume uh, it's the voice and the actress. Oh, uh, is it like a kid? Uh, let's see. I've tried to get back on twice, and it's just—it's not wanting me to be on this site for some reason. Okay, so for the physicality of the super doll created inverse as a companion, blah, blah, that was the work of New Zealand dancer Amy Donald. Okay, so then the voice was Gina. What did I say? Gina Davis? Jenna Davis? <laughs> Gina Davis is um from Beetlejuice, is, uh, right? I know. I'm like, damn, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's a TikTok influencer, apparently. Oh, good for her. Good for her. There you go. <laughs> Man, bloody disgusting. It's Number th- screwing me up here. Yeah, the ads are insane. They're popping up a lot here. I just Number closed three, it. never heard of... You closed it? It's all in your yeah, hands now. I got my foot in the air and I'm I'm just going to hang out. Go ahead. You got it. Uh, number three, never heard of this guy or this movie. Uh, Adam Ludgren, The Conference. Never heard of The Conference. Uh, me either. So, no idea. Number two, Sophie Wilde for Talk to Me, which makes sense. The main girl. Get, I hated the character, but she did a Same. great job of playing the character. I don't know if you were supposed to hate the character. I had somebody argue with me online telling me that um, I shouldn't have hated the character, but... Mm. I hated her, so I get it. I That's like what her. made me dislike the movie. What was your stereotypical internet troll? Because they were uh, questioning my ability to sympathize with people that have um, depression, so... Oh, geez. Okay. It was one of those <laughs> trolls. Troll, 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 troll. Yeah, but... I agree. Number two. Can you guess what number one is by any chance? It's standout. What is the, what is this? The Tell me the list name again. So I remember the 15 best horror film performances of the year. So the best performing actor. Well, I will tell you who I voted for. And then you tell me if they agree with me. Okay. I believe that I nominated Alyssa Sutherland from Evil Dead Rise. That's number one. <laughs> and the reigning champ. I the know goes wild. Like the sooner people understand that I am a child prodigy in a grown man's body. <laughs> The sooner, the better, <laughs> the better life will be. <laughs> uh, oh my god! Yeah, she is uh, number one. So there you go. 
Well, I think I'm like 99.9% sure that's who I nominated for. Um, I think it was. I think it was who you nominated. Let's just take a look. I'll give people a sneak peek. I'll give folks a sneak peek. Let's see. Google Sheets. I hate a Google Sheets, peek. by the way. Really? It's okay. I, I I'm so used a... to Excel that I get in here and I'm like, oh, this is annoying. But I wish that... Um... Oh, no. It's freezing on me now, too. What happened? Bloody disgusting. <laughs> God. Uh, why isn't this working? How do you go to sheets? So she had to like click like go to sheets or something. Oh, this is such a turd. Why? I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure I nominated Alyssa Sutherland for my um, up and coming. I... What's... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What's that called? Did. Huh? What's that? What was that category called? It's called uh Breakout Performance. Breakout Performance. There you go. Got you. Yeah, for some reason it's opening a brand new Google. It won't let me go like back to back to the sheets. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not a humongous fan of Google Sheets. All right, doesn't matter. I'm quitting. I quit. I punt. I forget uh, what we were even talking about, so that's fine. I think you did nominate her. I'm pretty, I'm 90% sure that you did. I mean, that was about an hour. We didn't really talk a lot, any news other than Scream, uh, and then we did some top 10s, top 15. The majority of our episode consisted of our New Year's activities, our reading goals for 2024, and then a very long, in-depth discussion about Harry Potter. Well, there you go, folks. Welcome to 2024, everybody. This is the new us, the new we. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So just to add some news, another bit of news. This weekend, we get Night Swim. Ah, this is true. We we do get Night Swim. I am going to attempt to go watch it. We got to start the year off with a movie. I'm in. True, Let's true. see. Uh it, I'm very interested in this. It comes out Friday, like this Friday or next Friday? The 5th. The 5th. Okay. Yes. So I'm very interested in this. I, I, the funny story. I know this is very silly, but you know how, you know, when you're a kid, you're very fantastical and thinking. I watched Jaws when I was too young. Of right? course. Yes. I was never scared of the beach until I watched that movie. I got so scared that I thought Jaws or Bruce, whatever, uh-huh. he was going to come out of the deep end of our pool really? and kill me. Of your yes. pool? Yes. Of our pool. <laughs> that's a little much. Thinking. Well, I mean, that's a kid thinking. Yeah, I could see that movie was traumatizing. I could see. And you live near the ocean. So, I mean. Yeah. I mean, going to the beach is it was a pastime growing up. So, that was very traumatizing but there is some mystery in the pool this is again taking an ordinary everyday somewhat object or setting and making it scary there was uh, i discussed this in a different episode where there was an episode of are you afraid of the dark where there was like a haunted pool uh-huh so i'm excited to see what this could be but it could go wrong as well mm, it could go very wrong 
It could. And isn't isn't this Blumhouse? Well, it's Blumhouse and James Wan's Atomic Monsters first uh, collaboration together. But I did just see in the That's news, right. this is some more news, uh, earlier while I was eating lunch, that their deal went through to where they're yep. merging the two companies together. So they are now um, going to be one powerhouse in the horror community. It'll be interesting because I feel like Blumhouse has always given people a good shot at making their own movies and kind of just said, here, here's yeah. the money, which Rob Zombie had said this when he made his movie with them, um, um, Lords of Salem. Anyway, that they'll give you your budget. Here's your budget. Don't go over it. Make whatever movie you want. So it'll be interesting to see if now that he has that mentality of, I just want people to be able to make the movies they want to make, if the quality of those movies are going to start going up now that they're working with Atomic Monster and uh, James Wan's production company. So it'll be interesting to see how those two uh, collaborate together or if they even collaborate at all or if it's just, you know, James Wan selling his production company to cash out and kind of go focus on whatever it is he wants to do. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, this, I guess, Night Night Swim, right? Yeah, Night Swim would be the first trial because it is them together. That's what I'm saying. It could go really well or really bad because if it's, uh, I have a feeling it might be a creature, so we'll see how that translates and doesn't get goofy or show too much that it kind of kills it. Right. We'll see. But I'm still interested because um, at least it kind of kicks, kicks off 2024 horror. Uh, but we'll see. There were two trailer releases this week. Uh, there was one for uh, the first Omen, which... I guess is related to the omen. Is it a prequel? I believe so. I mean, it looks like a prequel. You know me. I didn't watch the trailer. That's right. You're not a trailer gal. That's okay. I try. I try not to, you know, um, uh, from the pieces I did see. Cause again, if you're scrolling, you're going to mm-hmm. see pieces of it. We'll see. I mean, eh, it's kind of like exorcism, religious movies. We'll see how it goes. And uh, they did release another trailer. I don't know if you've heard of it. Lisa Frankenstein. I've not heard of it, actually. It's a horror comedy. This seems to be a big thing now. Horror comedy. In the last year or so. And it takes place in the 80s. Okay. It's right up your alley. It's already up my alley. And it from what I saw part of the trailer, because this this I don't mind if it gets ruined, but it seems like it's a girl who conjures up some dead teenage guy. And uh-huh. then I didn't finish watching the trailer because I got <laughs> distracted. But it seems like a goofy coming of age. OK. Horror comedy. Fun because it's in the 80s. You know what? It kind of gave me a totally killer vibe. I like totally killer now. So this might be right up my alley. Yeah, and I did like that. I I definitely liked Totally Killer a lot. Um, I, I mean, this is minus the time travel because it's just taking place in the 80s, but we'll see. It, it seemed interesting. It looked like it would be a good time, if anything. That might Lisa be one I have to check out. I will check out these trailers. I have been so, like, out of the normal everyday stuff that I do. So like, I've, I've got to get back into that. And hopefully that'll uh, mean creating more short videos for YouTube and whatnot. So hopefully I can get back into that as I get back into the normal grind of uh, the normal everyday life. Not the holidays life. are over because things got so crazy during the holidays that it's like, I, I like I said, I was ready to get back to normalcy. Yeah. I mean, we were 
we were gone for two weeks. We so were. That's how crazy. We were. Yeah. I hadn't recorded since uh, I think you and I recorded last. Oh my god! I don't. Well, actually, I don't think I had either. So I get it. And then you're like, "Does this is this like riding a bike? <laughs> yeah, it is. You just go right back in, like nothing happened. Uh, see, so. it all worked out for the best. Always does. Do you have anything to say before we wrap it up? Nothing. Nothing at all. I get. I apologize to all the patrons. You think I'm? You probably think I'm a piece of crap. I cleared the whole desk off to set everything up because Luce was down here and she was making videos. She's got a green screen now and she was having fun Ooh. with it. And um, I kind of threw everything back together and made a tea and then we started recording. So I will get back to thanking all the patrons by name. But for now, thank you for giving us all of your hard-earned money to listen to us talk about horror movies. You should all have your new HMC Studios gear that was sent out last. Last week or the week after, I got texts today that some of them were being delivered. Uh, so you guys should be seeing that stuff. And I think that's it. So in that case, we are out of here. Bye. 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 Bye.